0: Sound of Hockey episode 93, we're calling this one the Doug Gilmore episode. Why are we calling it that, John? Uh,
1: be- You're a big be- fan? Because he wore 93? No. <laughs>
0: oh, that makes sense. No, I remember... was known as Dougie Gilmore. So
1: Gil, Gilmore out. was a pretty influential kind of player in my early watching days like he hooked me in the way he played i remember seeing him in the 93 and 94 playoffs so 93 it was against the kings like that run and then 94 was uh i think he played against the sharks one series but i'll always remember the way he played i thought he was dirty but that's probably because i didn't understand the game that well he was probably just playing as they say playoff hockey so i remember him uh you know a lot and he was kind of like why i started watch. a part of the reason like the contributor to why i started watching so i i like him and i even named a database after him time for one side project <laughs> i was doing so i think he was always a That's gritty player like
2: i could see how he would come across that way i think he played a little sample. yeah right? and playoffs right yeah well i think always that was just kind of his style but it probably got amped up in the playoffs as they do uh, I really wanted us to go with Darren Poopa
0: so that I could tell the story again how kids used to pick <laughs> on me and call me Darren Poopa, but um, we won't. I am Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. Joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy.
2: Hello. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on the Twitter, and nobody's ever referred to me as Darren Poopa. <laughs> and John Barr. Hello, John.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm NHL to Seattle on the Twitter.
2: <laughs>
0: Any Darren Poopa no. references for you? No. <laughs> we are coming to you from Seattle. Uh, where we have some big news. All right, news. big we news. It was, yeah. it was an
2: eventful week. Let's party. The moment Woo, we've been waiting for. We finally got that
0: name. Everybody's been waiting for it. Yep. That is, of course, the naming rights for the arena, which is Climate Pledge Arena. And when I first heard that that was the name of it, I nearly spit out the coffee that I was drinking. <laughs> because I was like, no, there's no way that that's actually what it's called. But uh, it is, and it's. I actually, once it sunk in as to what they're trying to accomplish and um, all the green initiatives associated with it, and exactly why they're calling it that, uh, I thought it was really, really cool. So, uh, John, can you explain to me why, or to our listeners rather, why they're calling it the Climate Pledge Arena? Well, first it's of
1: all? tied to uh, Bezos and Amazon uh, getting the naming rights.
0: Jeff Bezos.
1: Jeff Bezos. Yeah, ever heard of him? Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're. Um, Amazon's been trying to change their image and they've they've done a couple different things uh, in the last twelve months uh reactions to kind of at people and asking them to do more for uh, to address their impact on on the climate. So instead of just naming it Amazon Arena or prime arena, they're going with uh, Climate Pledge Arena, which is pretty impressive, right? Um, they're aiming to be uh, zero carbon footprint to run the arena. Um, it's going to be, you know, they're aiming for 100% renewable energy, electricity. Uh, and there's a lot that goes with that. And even down to like little details about using rainwater for the ice to which make I the love. ice, which I, you know, that. is yeah. probably not the biggest impact. No, but, I love it. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, totally. And it's, and it's pretty cool. And, and, you know, rightfully so at times there's people that are a little bit, um, hesitant to believe that they can even be carbon carbon neutral running that arena. And I think that's it's always good to um have a little bit of skepticism in people's claims and companies' claims, but at uh, at the same time it's aspirational and I and I love it. I love it because it's it's different for one. Um and I'm not, you know, I'm not oh yes, it's so it's so great for the climate. That that's not I mean, I think it is. I think it's important. I think it's a great message, and it's it's a sea change to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I love the reaction of people thinking it's the stupidest name ever <laughs> uh, because it's not. No, and I was always afraid of having Big Bank Arena. Yeah, or right? Amazon and, Prime Arena. You know, mm. yeah.
0: Well, that would have or been fine. For example, Key Arena. Yeah. Well, or or like <laughs>
1: any bank that took money during the bailout. That's what I was worried about. Uh, right. So oh, I was okay. like I was like please no please no please no so you know cuz usually they're the Golden ones that can magically afford it right? So yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of information out there. Um, so go ahead and read Darren's piece. Darren, I thought you had a great mm-hmm. yeah. piece on NHL to
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I uh, got pretty excited to do that and to shove it into the faces of people who thought it was because here's the thing. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's stupid. But then I understood the more like the more of the context around it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I, I love that it's not just Prime Arena at <laughs> Jeff Bezos Center, powered by AWS, which is what I thought it was going to be. I honestly thought it was going to be like Prime the, the, Center. The Prime AWS rink like at that. Prime Center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I definitely thought that Amazon was going to get the rights to it. That, that didn't surprise me at all. Um, it did surprise me that they didn't put their company name on it. Um, so I, I, I think it's great. I love that they at least... You know, say what you want, right? Like, yeah, Amazon is a big contributor to the climate crisis, and they they absolutely could have taken it and said we're going to be Amazon Arena, and people would have hated mm-hmm. that too. So, um, it is what it is, and I'm I'm really happy that they wanted something just
2: a little bit well, different. So, and what I think, what I think cool. is kind of cool about it, and I agree, I thought the name was clunky at first, but I mean, ultimately, who really cares what the name of the arena is? But it, this is in this is they're they're so consistent in how their message has been, and what kind of organization they want to be from day one. They they've talked about being inclusive, and we've seen that. Uh, you know they've talked about uh, doing these kind of things all along and, and having a message and, and, and not being afraid to show that you know with all the things going on in our society and they've done that so this, this just seemed consistent to me and uh, so when they when they come out and say they want to do this with their arena I wasn't surprised at all um, they're also going to be looking at doing some of these things at the Northgate Ice Center as well as far as with the rain and solar panels and things like that so uh, I just think that they're a very consistent uh, organization so far and they might be a little different than other organizations that we've seen before
1: well and and that's that's one one thing I've always uh, dreamed about, right? Mm-hmm. Is
2: if you could kind of reinvent hockey and do
1: it different and not worry about reactions from, yep. you know, people and trying to stay middle of the ground, trying to like not offend yes. anybody. I love hockey. I love it. But there's some, uh, some culture issues that I think we, we need to expand on and, and build on and, and not be afraid to take a stand on things. And I, I got, I got news for people like the climate change is actually real. What? And <laughs> what, <laughs> but, but it it's like, Ten years ago, people you could have this debate, right? People would argue. It's it's pretty much consensus now. So if you're if you don't believe climate change is real, yeah, I agree. So I saw no. I (laughs) reached. Yeah, you're right. I've got I've heard from it because people love politics and sports, right? Because you know, there's no politics in sports at all. Yeah, never. There's no national anthem during every single spring event. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) 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 or military presence or anything, right? No, there's none of that, but. Two-thirds of Americans believe the government should be doing more to address. Uh, and that's just saying they need to do more. So keep that in mind if you are a climate denier, climate change denier, or if you don't really want to go to the game, fine. But that's the brilliant thing that NHL Seattle did. They took a stand um, and and they did it, right, and went for it. So I, I love it. And I <laughs> I love seeing people have meltdowns online. <laughs> cool. I don't know if I'm becoming a troll or what, but it's it was – Awesome. It was pretty. Funny I, to see when some I saw the, the announcement, yeah, I was out of town and but I had to check online. I'm like, oh
2: my god. <laughs>
1: so I loved it and uh, I was just eating it up. And you know what, Darren, I don't know if you have perspective on this, but because you you said you got a lot of reactions from your uh, positive reactions, but I think people gave it some more time, right and and maybe thought a little bit more about it. Because I'll tell you what. I think, well, I'm, not, I'm going to save this uh, for later uh, about what I think is Cat. the worst arena name of all time. Well, but, um
2: anything new sounds goofy. Anything that you hear for the first time is going to sound awkward and goofy. And I think the more you sit with it, then it just becomes second nature. That's what the name is. And you know, when you start going to the, the game, you'll come up with the pledge or whatever you want to call it. And no one's going to think twice about it. No one, all the people who are so upset now will probably get over it in like a month.
0: So what are we going to call it for short? Are we going to call I it like the, pledge? the pledge? I've seen the greenhouse. I, I like the, the itself, greenhouse. greenhouse.
2: Going into a greenhouse seems like I, I'm going to be sitting in like humid, sweaty, <laughs> I don't want that. Right. I'd say I, I like the
1: greenhouse, but I think the pledge is actually pretty cool too, right? Head down mm. to the pledge. The CPA, yep.
2: CPA being no that bad. I
1: uh, studied accounting in college, <laughs> like- <laughs> The CPA uh, and I was gonna go the CPA route and then and then kind of went tech route instead. But yeah, CPA would would make finance people love it. So uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I saw the biodome as well, which that just makes me think of more of uh, the spheres yeah. or of Poly Shore. And I don't want Poly Shore <laughs> in any way associated with our hockey team. He'll be so, dropping
2: the first puck opening night. <laughs> Calling everybody, bro. Uh, hey, bra.
0: One thing that was pointed out to me on Twitter though is that because. The name itself, like the wording is just a little bit clunky. I agree with that, but I whatever. I don't care. But somebody pointed out why couldn't we call it and that was Drew Miller said why couldn't we call it carbon neutral coliseum? Which I think is pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Not That's bad. pretty good. They they did miss on the alliteration. I think the alliteration helps a little bit.
1: I saw something on Facebook when I posted your article and it said climate pledge coliseum, which is very uh, consistent with bad. the name. And it's a a kind of a nod to the old Coliseum, which is where Key Arena kind of is. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I like, I think a lot of people came around and there was a lot of, I like the people that are more neutral to it because that's at least a rational. Carbon neutral. Yeah. That (laughs) wasn't intended, but a little bit more
2: meh. (laughs) <laughs> Which is fine. Well, there were also people. There were also people who said I don't like the name, but I, but I'm behind the concept. And I thought that's yeah. fair too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know, you understand what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and you never know how appealing that is
1: to people that aren't necessarily hockey fans. They're like, wow, that's mm-hmm. kind of different. That's kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. Consistent with my values, I, uh, maybe I'll go support them or check them out. So, yeah, I thought that's very cool, very shrewd of you, NHL Seattle.
0: It did get us thinking, though, uh, about some of the other terrible <laughs> arena names that are out there. Um, my personal favorite in all of sports comes from Louisville University, which is the KFC Yum Center. That Yum has an exclamation um,
2: point, too. It's Yum
0: exclamation point. So, it's capital K, capital F, capital C, space, capital Y. <laughs> lowercase u, lowercase m, exclamation point, (laughs) and then center. The KFC Yum Center, home of the Louisville University Cardinals. Um, But it got us thinking about what some of the worst sort of arena names are in the NHL. And John, I think you wanted to lump in the NBA with this as well. Um, But we thought we should do a little bit of a draft just to kind of determine what we think are really the worst names in those two leagues. Um, And I think we've done these drafts before, so I think we should do kind of a snake draft. John, I think you should pick first. So you pick first. Andy picks second. I'll pick. Oh third.
1: man, I wasn't ready to go. I didn't know I was going to get first overall. Oh. But uh,
2: congratulations! Yeah, I'm going to go. Separations in the, the preparation, John. I'm going to
1: go where the Phoenix Suns play of the NBA Talking St- Stick Resort Arena. That's my number
2: one pick. Wow, yeah, that's overall. tough. That's, that's pretty nice. a tough one. So uh, I get the second pick. Yep, I'm going to stay in the National Basketball Association. And I'm going to go to Indiana, home of the Indiana Pacers, the Banker's Life Fieldhouse. And there's a lot of problems I have with this one. One, are bankers, do they have that interesting of a life that you want to name an (laughs) arena after? Does does that arena close at 5 o'clock Monday through Friday? Ah, Oh, interesting. And then also a fieldhouse. Like, my high school gym was a fieldhouse. Like, I don't know that that would be what you would want a state-of-the-art arena to be known as, is a fieldhouse. So I I have lots of problems with Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Interesting.
0: All right, Uh, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with the... PPG damn. Paints oh, Arena, damn, I wanted that one, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins, <laughs> and then, as I like to call it, the big paint can, and then uh, after that, because it's a snake draft and I get to pick again, I'm gonna head down south to New Orleans ah, to the Smoothie it. King Arena, oh. those that would have rounded Pelicans. out
1: my top three for sure,
2: those two alone. <laughs> Andy, like, it's you back like to you. A good smoothie. Yeah. So my second pick, I'm going to stay in the NBA. And I'm going to go to the home of the Utah Jazz, the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Oh, that's, Ooh, just, what? That's that's, <laughs> that's all a, I can think of when I hear that. Yeah, what?
1: that that's all my that's on my top my top ten. That that <laughs> might have what been what I get went to.
2: I'm assuming Vivint Smart Home is some business, but I've never heard of it. And isn't that the the point of these things to drum up business or have a, a recognizable name? I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah. So, ooh, man, you guys are Darren really screwed up my my rankings. It's like a real draft. Uh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the fracking industry, Chesapeake Energy Ooh. Arena, uh, home of the <laughs> Oklahoma City. Kind of the
2: opposite of what we're doing here. Yeah,
1: uh, man. I, well, I would just hate that name so much. So that's what. I, yeah, that's exactly why I'm picking that. And you know, Chesapeake had all the executives that have, that essentially bought the Sonics and moved them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, man, and they're yeah, they're dirty. Like, the exec who (laughs) ended up dying, he he was in trouble for some things. Oh, I got two picks. I got two picks. That's right, yeah. So, with the final pick of the worst... Your final pick. My final pick of the worst arena name in NBA and NHL history, or at least currently... It's going to be Little Caesars Arena. When I heard Mm. that.
0: Pizza, pizza. The hot and ready center, as I like to call it. Yeah, somebody called it
1: the deep dish too. I'm like, what? Is that a thing? (laughs) Uh, And not to mention their pizza is horrible. Like I get it (laughs) because it was Illich who owned Little Caesars. But when I heard that, I literally thought that was the worst name of all. And that wasn't too long ago. So
2: do their pizzas still come in, in squares?
1: I have no idea. I haven't ordered since I was 18. I tell you.
2: <laughs> I haven't yeah. either. They came in squares then. You got yeah. two of them. That's yeah. all I remember. <laughs> all right, Andy, your so, last pick. My third pick. I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here, and I'm going to go to the National Hockey League. And the home of the Edmonton Oilers, Rogers Place. And here's why I think Ooh. that's a terrible name, mm-hmm. because it came after Rogers Arena in Vancouver, and they couldn't have come up with mm-hmm. another original name. They I mean, call it the Hockey Night in Canada Center or something like that. So I don't like that it's What perceiving. do
0: you mean? That's that's extremely original because it says place instead yeah, of arena. Yeah, like how much okay. more original? And Jeez. <laughs> don't forget that there's the Rogers Center in Toronto, which is where the Blue Jays play. That's right. so.
2: And in the NBA, there's a similar situation with American Airlines. There's an American Airlines Arena and American Airlines Place. So... I right. just don't like that. You have a chance to come up with something original. You could still have Roger sponsor you, but that's just confusing. All right. All right. Yep. For the last uh, pick. So
0: my last pick is going to be, we're going to stay north of the border. I'm going to go with the Canadian Tire Center <laughs> because it's way too easy to call that the Canadian Tire Fire Center because it's the Ottawa Senators <laughs> play there. And what makes it even worse, now, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I pointed this out in my story. Um, all of the arenas in Canada for the, the seven teams, let's see, two of them have Scotiabank in the name. <laughs> two of them have Rogers in the name. Mm-hmm. Two of them have Bell in the name. And the other one is Canadian Tire Center. But before it was Canadian Tire Center, it was a Scotia Bank place. Yeah.
1: So it's, just, it's confusing. That's, and, that's no a, and, and like, yeah, confusing. like I didn't want a bank
2: as a name. Remember, Canada is the country that had a fo- professional football league for a long time that had two teams in an 18 league called the Rough Riders. No, they
1: didn't. It was the Rough Riders and the Rough
2: Riders. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, big difference. <laughs> So That's I can't no believe place arena.
1: I can't believe nobody picked the Amway Center. I thought that was pretty good too.
2: That's a bad one too. There, there were many to choose from. I know
1: it's uh, it's amazing <laughs> when we look at it like the list. So uh.
2: you know what the the bottom line of the, these corporate sponsors is—they change, right? And it's always I have a hard time remembering what they were or what they even are when when it was when they had real names like when you know it was Maple Leaf Gardens or whatever it was you know, you remember those kind of things
1: well speaking of changing one of my favorite of all time and this is beyond uh NBA and NHL is uh the Minute Maid Park and you referenced it Darren in your story um it's what it opened its doors is Enron uh Field or something right, like that yeah. and yeah. it was like yeah. it was called Enron Field like as they were going through all this like the the major the major accounting issues that kind of and the scamming of of the public and uh, I loved that because it was a year it was called Enron people were like whoa man that sucks they have to play in that and I and I researched it there was like a big lawsuit involved to try to like get out of the contract and stuff so. Yeah, it could have been. Let's hope. Let's hope Amazon stays in business, so we're not embarrassed. To name. They yeah. seem like they're doing okay. Uh, yeah, I think you. so.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to the other. What I think was probably the biggest news here from the last week, which was the NHL draft yes. lottery, Best which was there, downright right. hysterical in terms Best of the outcome. Yep. Um, I I, don't, I was trying to explain what had happened to my wife. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I all right. Let me tell you what just happened in the draft lottery. And like, I have a pretty good grasp on this thing. And I got done with like the whole explanation. And I'm like, you get it, right? She's like, I don't think I do. I was like, hmm. <laughs> anyway, here's how I'm going to explain it. And if I get it wrong, then feel free to correct me. But we talked a little bit about the the draft lottery and their setup for how they were going to do it. Um, but so basically the teams that are in the play-in round which is not the playoffs Mm -hmm. yet it's the play-in round they had placeholder cards in this lottery for the losing teams in those play-in games right so that would be eight cards correct Mm -hmm. play eight placeholders and of course what happened was one of those placeholder cards won the draft lottery so now we have to have another draft lottery to (laughs) determine which of the losing teams from the play-in round is the winner of the draft lottery which means they get Alexis Lafreniere who's the consensus number 1 pick and, and it's that, that really bizarre
2: is that second lottery is going to be held when? We don't know.
0: N- no idea. No, no, no. But it's no, really
2: bizarre. No, no, it's between the Do we know?
1: It's between the play-in and the playoffs. Okay, well what oh. date's that? Well, the date we don't know, but we know That's when That's what it's I'm
2: saying. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know.
0: Um, what's really weird is that now a lot of teams that are like technically still have a chance to, well, no, they don't really, I don't know. As of today, they still have a chance to win the Stanley cup, but if they lose in the first round, then they have a chance instead at the first round pick. And it's a one in eight pick now, which Mm -hmm. is way better than they ever would have gotten right in just like (laughs) a regular draft lottery scenario. So it's, it's really crazy. Um, other really bizarre things that happened, like the Red Wings had definitely the best odds. Uh, of winning, and they dropped all the way back to fourth. Um, they had an eighteen and a half chance of winning. Well, the, lot, uh, the lottery. Well, remember, Ottawa had
1: two two different picks, right? So they actually mm-hmm. Ottawa yeah. had the the highest percentage of
0: landing one of them. But I mean, Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa like they ended up with what three and five I yep. think yeah and Los Angeles jumped up to two right it was good three for and LA, five man. like they're gonna get two really good players yep. there it wasn't like they dropped way back to the well, you know well, right but the worst it could have been Ottawa. was five
1: and six that's the worst it could have been okay worst yeah. worst case scenario. okay so they're they didn't All do right, that so much better guess it's than it's not worst.
2: great it's a bit of a Canadian tire fire is what it is <laughs> um I felt the worst for Detroit just because they had such a bad season, and, and to not get in the top three is a little brutal, but that's the way it is. Overall, I loved the whole lottery draft. It was my favorite one there ever has been. A lot of carnage, a lot of chaos. Yep. Um, I loved all the GMs on Zoom from their homes. That was pretty great. They didn't. I don't think they yeah. talked to any of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was like probably worst case scenario, but also probably best case scenario for some people. Right. It was just, it was just the most bizarre thing. It's well, funny. Cause as a, as a fan of one of the teams that's in the play end, I'm like, well, if they lose in this opening round, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Cause then they have a one in <laughs> eight chance to get the number one pick. Well, so. And that's kind of the weird thing too, right? Is that,
1: well, so one thing is, um, uh, Winnipeg would have got it if the, if we started the playoffs on, on, uh, a point percentage that would have been Winnipeg getting the first overall, but now I don't understand how they ha- everybody who loses in that round in that um, play-in round will have even chance
2: of getting that spot because that's true. You know, <laughs> like not be weighted by where they finish, right? Like, what if there's an upset?
1: Yeah, like if Pittsburgh has just as good a chance of then, um, like, who's the last team in? Like uh, Montreal, right, or yeah, something Montreal. like that, mm-hmm. or. Uh, god forbid it's Chicago. Darren will freak oh out. He'll, he'll no longer be a hockey fan.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about the like the worst case scenario for who could end up winning this thing, and I gotta say it's Chicago, Edmonton, and Pittsburgh. Right? I would, like I, I would those... add
2: Toronto in that too. Oh, Toronto! Oh my yeah. god. If, if one of those teams gets ends up with the first overall pick, there's going to be just outrage or across the league. Man. It's going to be funny. The NHL draft lottery has always been a boring event. Like it, it I always wondered why it was even televised because it was always just kind of dull, but I was riveted this year knowing that this, this chaos was out there. And then they announced it right off the bat that this, there is going to be a placeholder team getting one of the top three picks. So I just, they didn't say it was going to be the top pick. So yeah, it was I, fun to kind of watch. Well, they usually and, and wait and see what happened. They
1: usually did it during a uh, intermission of like one, the opening yep. weekend of the playoffs. Um, yeah, so I I always enjoyed it because it's as good as any uh, intermission show. But sometimes it's whoa, a little over dramatic.
0: I love watching Milbury. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a shot at Milbury. <laughs> well, you can't
1: watch Roenick anymore, so that's that's They're that's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, let's take Vancouver and Minnesota out of the mix. Who are you rooting for to get that first first place spot?
2: Um I I would like to see a team like the Islanders get that first pick. Islanders actually jumped to my mind as well. Maybe Arizona. Yeah, you add a Lafreniator to Barzell, give Barzell a second center. That could be a pretty good game. Okay, so then
1: what's the team that's going to create the most chaos? Like that will be like like Twitter will melt down, at least hockey Twitter will melt down.
2: I I think it's going to be Edmonton. Or maybe
0: Pittsburgh. I thought Edmonton yeah. or Pittsburgh would be the worst. I think Chicago would be the one that I personally would least like to see, but that's just my own biases because they're actually not like that good of a team. Like they've been bad for a few years, but mm-hmm. they had a lot of breaks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I really don't
2: want that to happen. But and, if Edmonton um, gets another first round pick, I just, <laughs> I mean, right. That's just amazing.
0: Edmonton is arguably worse than Pittsburgh because they've had so many. Mm-hmm. Op- opportunities at it and they've f- like fumbled them so badly right other than I guess other than McDavid and Nugent Hopkins I guess is a good player but he's mm-hmm. not you know what about <laughs> whatever what
1: What I'm kind of rooting for and, and I always hate to kind of get the storybook scenario is uh, Montreal getting it Right.
0: So then mm-hmm. my plays in back. there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't hate that though. I don't no, know. I wouldn't I hate, hate that it. either. They've been bad for long enough now. Yeah.
1: Well, what it should be is it should be an American team because all the, the top Americans have been going up North. Right. So, mm. so he should have to be forced to play in like Florida. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great point, John. Great point. Um, Forced to
2: play in Florida and the nice weather in the beach, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. The irony is that, like,
0: the Pittsburgh thing, everyone would freak out if it's Pittsburgh, but that's only because they've won cups, right? They only had the number one overall pick the one time, and it so happens that it's one of the best players ever, mm-hmm. and he has actually carried them to, what, three cups? Um, but regardless, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting if any of those teams win um, when you have teams like Detroit, who won? I think seventeen games, if I'm not mistaken. I think it might have been fourteen. Uh, who and, and they are drip, like picking fourth. That's that's kind of crazy, but it is a lottery. That's what happens. Yeah, so I thought
2: LA had a good night because I think they have a lot of young prospects and they're going to add one here. Uh, yep. to their to their stable. So they 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 might be in good position here.
0: And the last bit of kind of NHL news we had the Hall of Fame um, announcement. So who got admitted into the Hall of Fame, John? So
2: from the old
1: builder category. So this is non-playing, mm. obviously.
0: My favorite category. <laughs>
1: Ken Holland. <laughs> oh. Ken Holland, you know, he uh, he was kind of a big deal in Detroit. Um, he was the general manager, uh, named general manager in 1997. He spent 22 seasons all in the, the postseason, and... Won three Stanley Cup
0: championships. Uh, some would argue that he inherited a really good roster and then gave out a ton of no trade clauses and completely screwed over that franchise. But no way. That's not me. I'm that, not one of those people. That is your okay. Argument? So
1: he was a scout. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. He was a scout <laughs> I in said 1985. Some would argue
0: he was a scout in
1: 1985 for Detroit, and then he was the assistant general manager. So he was, he was with was the franchise yeah. the entire time and had his his impact on there.
0: So. Well, that's a that's a great counter argument to those people that would say that. <laughs> But again, I'm not one of those people. So. The weird
2: thing about that is is I don't. I'm not, I'd have to go back and look at the the previous builder uh, inductees. But he's still working in the league. Is that normal? Like uh, usually they wait till the well, guys are done. Well, Willie O'Ree in the is a builder Willie
1: O'Ree is a, a builder, I think. Uh-huh. And, and he, but after uh huh. And done, right? Batman was uh, a. Uh, That's right. So okay. I, as far as I know, Batman's still working.
2: Yes, I just thought it was weird because I hadn't, you know, <laughs> paid attention to the builder category a whole lot. But I thought, well, I thought you working. just
1: said like, it was <laughs> your favorite category.
0: No, that was my favorite category. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. And
2: argued yeah. argue that Ken Allen wasn't shouldn't have gotten in. No, I didn't argue that. I'm saying that some would argue. What if, okay. what if he like just? What if he like does so terribly in Edmonton that he's no longer considered a? Builder he's got he's three Stanley Cups,
1: twenty-two season that streak in uh, Detroit.
2: That's pretty good. But what if he? Just, what if the Oilers just become a, a disaster? No change. Yeah, no, no change. change. So They're not the going to take him out. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. So the <laughs> All right. the player. I don't think he was the only one that got admitted. Who else? The
1: player category. There were five individuals elected. Marian Hossa, uh, which was his first year no, of eligibility, which was kind of surprising. Um, or a little bit of a surprise, but
0: everybody made me itchy when I heard generally that. thought he would he would make
1: <laughs> it. Um and then Jerome McGinley, who we talked about, Warrior. He's yep, amazing. One. Uh we've talked about him a lot. And Kevin Lowe. Um, so he was part of that Euler dynasty. Um he's mm-hmm. got six Stanley Cups, five with Edmonton and one with New York. So decent. That's Is that good? Pretty, I think that's pretty good. Uh, and then Kim Saint Pierre, she's uh, she's one of the female hockey players for Team Canada. I think she's got three olympic gold medals five world world championships um she had a career uh, goals against average of 1.17 is that any good
0: darren i think that's pretty good yeah that's not as good as my gaa but that's pretty good you sure about that i <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> I'm not. And uh, mine's uh, the, closer the, to
1: 4.5. The last um, player inductee was Doug Wilson. Um, Doug Wilson. He's the GM of the Sharks, but is a longtime defenseman of the Blackhawks. Yep. Uh, traded to San Jose, he played his last two seasons in San Jose, and then he did not wear a helmet. He did not wear a helmet. Yeah, he still got good flow though. So, um, <laughs> hmm. so. I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but have you thought about any snubs or have you thought about anybody who you thought should get in?
0: I heard a lot of people talking about Alexander Mogilny, which be I, the one. I could see that. He was one of the original defectors. Uh, he was the I think he was the first Russian captain. Yep. And he, you know, Stu Barnes talked about him on our show too because that year that Timu Solani scored however many goals he scored as a rookie, that year I think Mogilny had 76 goals too. Right. So, um, he, I mean, he was a great, great player. Uh, but not, I don't know. He never like. I was very young when he was in the league, but I don't remember him being like this superstar that I were like, oh, Alexander Mogilny. But like, I don't know that about many of the other people that got elected this year either. Either than, other than maybe a Ginlin, so, so
1: But a lot of the a lot of the Russian players looked up to him, right? When when mm-hmm. like he defected, I, he was one yeah, of the first Fedorov, Fedorov like not idolized him, but, but looked up to him. And so he had the influential on kind of the, you know, the, the, the Russian players. So I think that's where, yeah, and something I think too.
0: there's a very strong case to be made. And I think at some point he gets in, but, um, it's funny that people, you know, flip out and they're, Oh, I can't believe that this person yeah. got snubbed. But I think that this conversation also probably helps the committee make their decision for next year and the year after, right. When they see a bunch of people flip out, like, Oh my God, I can't believe this person didn't get in. Then, then I think you'd, eventually see them do, get the call
2: but do you guys get worked up over a guy I, I can't get worked up over someone not getting in or, or who or someone no. gets in who maybe shouldn't well could not really care less. I don't, I don't, yeah if I, don't, if I have a favorite player who doesn't get in it doesn't affect my 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 you know enjoyment of that player or his career I just can't well here's I just have a hard time getting fired up about it here's
1: where I somewhat have issues usually I'm not I, I'm same. like I don't really get worked mm-hmm. out about these things but um a lot of people expected uh Jennifer Botterill to get in mm-hmm. mm, okay two-time patty cat Casmire Award winner with Harvard Harvard and four she's been in four Olympic games and she's got three golds and one silver and then Decent. another player who I thought is kind of knocking on the door is Julie Chu do you guys remember Julie Chu yeah uh, mm-hmm. Patty Kazmaier Award as well also for Harvard she's been in four Olympics uh three silver and one bronze and is he as best as I could tell She's the all time leading scorer in NCAA history. Now, the the thing with <laughs> Julie Chu is it's hard to know if she really retired. She did not play in the 2018 Olympics, um, but it's not clear if she's retired. So that might be what's holding her out. But I also saw people at, uh, advocating for Natalie Darwitz and Friend of the Pod. That's right. And her numbers don't stack up to the two I mentioned, but she could be kind of next in line. Julie Chu isn't even in the yeah. U.S.
0: Hockey Hall of Fame, so huh. yeah, yeah. Natalie is in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, so anyway, good stuff. Congratulations to all of the inductees, uh, except for Marion Hossa, and uh, all of whom I'm <laughs> sure are listening right now. But congratulations! You hate him from
2: his time with the Thrashers, y- exactly. Yeah, yeah he, yep. Yeah. Um, we okay.
0: now move on to our segments, and our first segment is everyone's
2: favorite segment
0: goalie gear corner Aren't we, done oh, we haven't
2: we haven't had this in yeah. a long time this yeah it's been I nice know.
0: yeah um so interestingly i'm not the one that put this goalie gear corner on the show notes and what? What? to make this very pure
2: sure my approach
0: my, my approach here was that i was going to not look at the inclusion until we got to this point in the show. So now is the first time that I'm looking at this goalie gear corner.
2: This is very, exciting. and you're
0: you're going to get my live reaction right now. Okay, so it's from like the lottery. it comes like from that. friend of the pod, Jesse Granger. Uh, he <laughs> is, is talking about Robin Lenner, uh posting. Okay, okay, so it's just a mock up. It's not actual pads yet. It's just a mock up. Oh, um, so these would be Brian's pads. Robin Leonard is Brian's. Like Brian's guy. Yep. <laughs> all right these are interesting these are very interesting so it's a it's a pretty big graphic it's got like a a knight on either pad well so it's two double knights we're looking at double golden knights yep and they're looking in opposite directions uh but they're both holding like half a shield so the shield comes together when his pads come together and then down the outer roll you have uh the like the sword that the that the knight is holding they're pretty good these are these are pretty, pretty good they're pads, like they're like say.
1: protecting the five hole the knights are
0: with the shield. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 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 It also is kind of a, uh, I think I've told you guys this before that you don't really want something that looks like a target on the five hole. <laughs> if you're, unless you're really good, I guess at covering up your five hole, but that's definitely like a X marks the spot shoot at the target here, five hole, but whatever. Nonetheless, I like, I like it. I, I love nice. how creative it is. Nice. Pretty cool. Um So who put this on the show notes? Was that you or John I, or Andy? I, I, I think I did. Okay,
2: all right. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah. I I know how you feel about the Bryans. I so. love a good Bryans. That's the only reason yeah. I would participate in Goal of Your Corner is because it was Bryans. How do you
1: know they're Bryans? They're like a mock-up. Well, uh, it because says. Robin Leonard's oh. a
2: Bryans guy. Well, so. oh, and the tweet, the tweet from Jesse Granger says, here's the Bryans oh. pads he's mucking up. Potential
0: Bryans pad design yeah. on his Instagram this morning. So, um, And actually, he has, uh, let's see, 3,500 likes on Robin Leonard's Instagram post. 900 likes on Jesse Granger's post. So the the people have spoken. They like it. Um so we'll see if we see these in play anytime soon. Uh we move on to our weekly one timers. Uh speaking of terrible arena names, the Scotiabank Saddledome is <laughs> Calgary getting a new arena? So I
1: guess this is a little bit old news. They had an agreement back uh last summer. Um I'm sure we talked about it on the pod, but uh a little bit of- more of the details kind of came up over the week uh and it sounds like they're going to break ground in August this year and they're hoping to open um for the 2024 2025 season so that's a long ways away um and it's only um going to cost 400 million US versus our 1 billion dollar arena here so it's obviously mm. going to suck well and in probably, Canadian dollars right yeah, yeah. and no it's, it's basically free it, i did the tr- i did the currency conversion yeah. So one thing is the project costs will be shared with the city. One thing that we don't mm. have the benefits of here where the team is owning it all or putting up the money uh, while the city retains ownership of the arena.
0: All right. Our next weekly one-timer. Oops. I've seen some positive rumblings about a new CBA. What's the latest?
1: Not a lot of details have been revealed, but yes, uh, it's positive and we're monitoring. Hopefully we'll find out more. It's all tied to the to the return to play Uh, plan. Yeah, And uh, I've seen anything from five to six uh, year extension or a new agreement for five or six years. It doesn't seem that long, but um, it kind of helps them, everybody kind of get through this COVID stuff because we talked about the impact to um, the uh, salary cap in the next two years. Mm -hmm. One thing to keep an eye on is the impact to Seattle and how this might impact Seattle. Like if they get too much of a uh, grace period, if you will, it might not be as beneficial to Seattle as
2: as or some sort
1: might. of amnesty on the cap too. Right? Yeah, yeah, and
2: one thing like we some sort of amnesty. I'm
1: always worried about is like you get a couple of get out of free jail cards, like yep. where you can kind of get dump a bad contract, and there will be a lot of teams doing that that would be not in this position. You know, would would love to do that position if it wasn't for COVID. So, uh, going to be interesting to kind of keep an eye on.
0: Speaking of COVID, our next weekly one-timer. Whoosh, the NHL
2: has revealed that they do have more
0: positive tests. Wow. Yep.
2: Uh, what's the latest here, Andy? So they, the NHLPA or NHLPR, I should say, put out a, a statement today, Monday the 29th, that they had uh, two hundred and fifty players report to their to their club training facilities for part of their phase two activities, which they can start training again. And of those players, they did over 1400 COVID-19 tests, uh, to those, to those 250 players. And 15 of them came back, uh, confirmed to be having positive tests for COVID-19, uh, which was about five, 6% of them. Uh, similar numbers with the NBA, the NBA did something similar. They had, they tested a few more players. They had 300 and I think they had 16 or 17. So that seems to be the going rate. Um, that doesn't seem to be stopping anybody from moving forward, though, with the return-to-play plan. Uh, so it's convenient to keep an eye on that, though, if those numbers start jumping as, as more and more guys start to congregate, well, there could be an issue.
0: I mean, the whole point of doing the testing, right, is to find who has it. So and
2: quarantine them, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly, and quarantine them, and hopefully they get healthy, and regardless, regardless of if they came back to practice or not they had it so i i don't know people are kind of freaking out about it like oh my god six percent but really if they're getting tested every other day like they're in a better situation than people like us that like i haven't been tested for it so i don't Mm -hmm. know if i have it or have had it or whatever and it doesn't say if
2: they're asymptomatic or if they're actually feeling any effects of it they could very well be asymptomatic i mean i would guess they probably are if they went to the practice facility they probably thought they were mm -hmm. fine but
1: yeah it it will be it will be interesting if this is somewhat expected when we return to play, yeah. right? Like if there's like, oh, a couple of players are out for this team, like that's a that could be a huge impact depending on who it is. But uh,
0: yep, we'll keep an eye on it. We will, <laughs> as we've been doing for four months. Yeah. <laughs> Our final weekly one timer: the Toronto Six of the NWHL, who uh, revealed their what team name? What was it? A few weeks a ago, ago, I guess, not a month yeah. ago. They have now also yeah. revealed their team uniforms. They have a white, a black, and a red version uh, with some gold and some red trim, depending on which one it is. I gotta say, I really like the black one, which has, yep, gold on the sleeves and mm-hmm. uh, socks. I don't like the red or the
2: white all that much. I think Red reminds me of opinion. the Senators too much. I like the white. Exactly. I like that was white, what I though. thought as well.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give a nod to the white, but the red are definitely look identical to the
2: Senators. It's like literally the same color scheme. <laughs> yeah. I like the socks on the white. The stripes is kind of cool.
0: I'm generally a little anti. I, well, I do like that they have six stripes, although it's a little bit much, but the six stripes I get why they did that because yeah, cool. it's the um, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> i also am generally not a big fan of socks that are different colors at the top versus the bottom i don't think that those should exist like how the mighty ducks have them right or well i guess they're just the ducks uh capitals have that i'm not a fan of that personally but um nonetheless i think that the the black ones look pretty good here you can take a look at them see what you guys I think. like them listeners okay uh that wraps up our weekly one-timers and we close the show with our tweets of the week john what's your tweet of the week
1: so uh my tweet of the week comes from cam robinson uh or his handle is at hockey underscore robinson he's a good uh, big prospect guy byfield is going to learn from Kopitar, so that implies he goes to la Stutzla is going to link up with most not Mo, Moritz Sider um, to form the German club in Detroit. Right, Moritz Sider was uh, picked uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. first round last year. Raymond and Holt stick together in Ottawa. Um, those are two Swedes, and then Lafreniere goes straight to a playoff team. All seems right in the world, no? And then it, he says here, scenario is not guaranteed. But I would love if that plays <laughs> out that way. I don't know if it, it well will. Can uh stutzla might go number two so uh that might be, mm-hmm. be something to keep an eye on as far as disrupting this uh, tweet but obviously scenario is not guaranteed
2: andy your tweet of the week my tweet of the week comes from nhl seattle heard of who him? No, fake nhl seattle they're, he's uh, a fake a account, fake account. <laughs> 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 this came also after the draft lottery and they asked a question are we the placeholder team <laughs> asking for a friend Hmm. And they got a lot of reaction, uh, and they started. They were, they were, they were responding to a lot of responses. One, one person, as we've all seen some people do, says, "You don't even have a name yet, and I already hate you." To which they responded, "Seems a little aggressive, <laughs> you know." <laughs> I got to kick out of. <laughs> I
1: looked through some threads. I think they're getting a little more. Uh, yeah,
2: prolacted. and they, they changed their they changed their Twitter name to Seattle Placeholders. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like I love it. <laughs> which I like loved. I think that's great. It's a little,
0: a little fight in the dog, right? Yeah. yeah. My tweet of the week is kind of, uh, I have to sort of lead you down a rabbit hole here, but uh, Clara Stoughton tweeted at F.S. Mikey and F.S. Big Bob, who I think might be people who have something to do with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, They said, I need your guys' help. It's super important. I need to know if Sidney Crosby can crush a watermelon with his thighs. I feel like you (laughs) two have the influence to make this happen. So at FS Mikey retweeted it and wrote, excuse me, at Penguins, if he's not busy right now, can you see if Sid can crush a watermelon with his thighs? (laughs) If not, that's cool too, but I have to ask because this is important. The Penguins responded and wrote, leg day, and then it's just a picture of a smashed watermelon on the ground. (laughs) That's pretty good, good stuff. Yeah, That's pretty good. I think, From I the think we, should a, we should have a we
2: should have a watermelon smashing by the thighs challenge. You know how they had like the ah. water bucket challenge and all those other challenges. I want to see crap weasel nation. Do a, a crushing watermelons with your thighs challenge and send us those tapes.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like that. Okay. I don't. Um, I don't think they're just. Please do don't it. sue us I, if you get injured or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: but you, that you're wraps you're up. Own. Yeah,
0: episode <laughs> ninety three. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Doug Gilmore episode. If you haven't already, please do subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a review on iTunes, and we will read it on the next show. Uh, but we will talk to you all very soon. Thanks you so much. Cheers. Summer. I feel like summer, I feel like summer, you can feel it in the streets, on a day like this, that heat, I feel like summer.